Savaloy, it's your boy, Husey. Uh, welcome to another episode of Through the Door Podcast. Um, this one was another pleasure to make. I got to sit down with a uh, female um, producer, uh, Annie May. Uh, she comes from like a jazz dubstep world. Uh, she's super cool, super down to earth, but majorly talented. Um, you should check out her latest single, which is called Islands. Uh, it's available on all streaming platforms. Uh, she's worked with uh, loads of loads of artists, uh, Flo Dan, Youngster, uh, Truth, and Little Boots. Um, and yeah, she, I mean, we, we, we really properly went off on some segues on this one, so you're just going to have to bear with us a little bit, but uh, yeah, we talk about all sorts of shit, uh, meditation, uh, Mario Kart, and uh, there's a lot of stuff in there, but you'll have at it, have fun, keep the peace, love your brothers, love your sisters, just, I'm going to shut up, oh, fuck, I'm talking about, bye! And then I get like 10 minutes in and I'm really engrossed in what the person's saying and I'm like, shit, shit. <laughs> I just like, don't, I don't say anything. I just like put it on. <laughs> You're like, this didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> they won't listen to their own podcast. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just chopped the big front bit off. So yeah, so how's it going? You well? Yeah, yeah. I'm good, oh, thanks. How, awesome. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you very much for... Um, being flexible as well on the timing I was just you know those you just try and cram too much in yeah what have I done to myself this is a bad idea yeah Yeah. yeah. I I forgot what it was like to uh to actually travel again yeah um, I just went over to the UK we we um so this podcast is hosted by Broken Bricks which is normally me and two other people uh, yeah yeah, like an Indytronica band yeah yeah uh and we were shooting a music video um for a new release that's coming out so um, nice. We've done two releases during lockdown, yeah, um, and we could never get together for any photo shoots or or videos or so we had to kind of like make our own footage because I'm in I'm in Jersey in in the Channel Islands. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Jersey boy. Yeah, well, I moved two weeks before the first pandemic hit. Oh wow! Uh, we, without any, I didn't even know. Obviously, no one really knew. There was kind of this noise coming out of. You know, China, this thing's happening, but nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody predicted what what actually happened. No, no, no. So I came over here and just, you know, and then all that happened, yeah, and it, and it all kicked off. So and you were we, on an island, literally trapped. A rock, five miles by a five rock. miles. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is the rock. Um, uh, yeah. So, so we just haven't had a chance to get together. So the minute that they started relaxing the yeah, travel yeah. restrictions and stuff, yeah, we had we had this. Um, video shoot booked in I was like going <laughs> getting this sorted yeah, out yeah. so yeah it was just for that really nice. and then uh yeah but the, I was just not used to it and then I flew I, I went back up north to see my family and then came back again and uh that drive I set off at like half three in the morning and got into the airport and by the time I literally put my bags down walked through the door I was like oh no, I can't talk to anyone <laughs> <laughs> even, even someone I know very yeah. well yeah. <laughs> I can't string this shit together right now. So thank you so much for that. But um It's all right. Mondays are my, my music day. Well, one of my music days. So I Oh okay. Uh, How does that work out then? You carve your week up? To... Yeah, I carve my week up. Oh nice. Yeah. It's between um do I do vo- I vocal coach as well. So oh, okay. I do vocal coaching and then uh, then I produce, as you know, my own music and then uh, yeah. and then I used to do gigs as well, but obviously that hasn't um no. Uh, have you been able to do most of that in a virtual capacity, like vocal yeah. coaching? You can do that virtually? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So at least then, I mean, obviously I've seen from your, your, the videos and the images and stuff you post, it seems like you've got quite a decent rig set up. Presumably that's at your home. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, that's a kind of an ideal situation, really, if you're going to Yeah, be... yeah, yeah. I lucked out. I just moved into that flat. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, like uh, about two months before the pandemic hit, and it was yeah. the first time I'd had like a separate like little room to put all my stuff in. Um, yeah. I'd always had it at the end of my bed, which is always quite amusing, just like rolling yeah. out of bed and then trying to squeeze in a desk and then just be like <laughs> up against logic, like right up a really thin desk right up against my nose. Just like, yeah. this yeah. works. I think this works. I'm definitely not getting RSO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I had the same thing in, uh, I used to have a basement flat in uh, in East London and I had a, a wardrobe next to the bed and you pull the double doors open and then there would be the, the logic with the two little speakers, like genelics <laughs> or something. Living the dream. And just kind of like, yeah, like a fender ramp underneath it. <laughs> And my, 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 he was now my wife, but like my girlfriend at the time, just sitting on the bed, like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Just like, I'm making music. You'll never yeah, yeah. understand. You'll like, oh, never get it. You'll never get it. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. Amazing. Yeah. But yeah. It, sound, it looks like you've got a really good rig. It looks like you've got a really good setup there. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah it's I was quite jealous. I was like going through, like, oh, synths, and you've got all kinds of. Yeah. Oh, I borrow synths. Do you? I, oh, okay. I wish I owned them. No, I borrow them from friends, yeah. and I loan them to play with, and then I uh, and then I give them back reluctantly. <laughs> reluctantly. Haven't been able to afford one yet, sadly. Um, but no. you know, this that such is the life of a musician, right? Like yeah. it's so expensive to, you know, I always end up buying little things. Like I bought um, SP four hundred four. Yeah. This year I was just like, is that the Roland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. a sampler, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a really cool, like, lo fi sounds on it. Yeah. It's great. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, so I bought that. So that's been fun. I've been playing with that. But yeah, all the other, yeah, I wish I had all those synths, but um, they don't belong to me. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem with being in, when you start with electronic or electronica or whatever, there's so many different facets that you can go down you either go down like the vst route of sampling and using loops for everything or you can go down the i'm going to make my own live session loops you know with strings or whatever Mm-mm. but most of the synths the, the, the temptation is to go down that virtual uh route because like a moog Mm. Or something like that, you know. They, they, you can, they'll set you back like fifteen hundred quid for like the. Basic I know, I know, one. I know. I looked Whereas, into it. I nearly bought one. I nearly bought a cork, but I just. Oh, the, the, just... what the micro? No, no, I nearly kind of. You know, when you're like, someone's like, you should get this one. And then I did loads of research into it yeah, and was like, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely getting this one because I could play chords on it as well. <laughs> and I was like, really excited. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I found one on eBay. I don't know what. It, I'm terrible with names of things. Oh, yeah, I am. And so I feel sure. like it's I. I feel like I should be better at it, just like representing the female producers. All other yeah. female producers are like, learn the names, probably. <laughs> and I really don't want to let them down, but I also am just like, um, I can't remember the name of it, Soz. Um, but it, yeah, I did loads of research, was going to buy it, and then in the end was just like, I can't afford this, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, ended up buying like three plugins instead. So You tend to find that people kind of like... They don't buy one synth and then and then get every single sound out of it. They normally yeah. get a synth, play around with it, make a couple of tunes, and then like it goes on the synth shelf, and then a new synth <laughs> comes in. And then you go around to these guys' houses and stuff, and you just got 
like racks of these things. I know. And you're yeah. like, how? Surely you don't need all this shit. You, I'm just also, like, one. are you a millionaire? Like, yeah, how are you know, doing yeah. this shit? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got the um, Arturia plugin, um, you know, complete. And it's got like the Juno, yeah. it's got the Profit, it's got yeah. the DX7. Yeah. Got, and I'm just like, I, although I would like to have all of those since on What's me. The point? I also have them, you know, here and yeah. I can still play around. And yes, it's not the same. And I am actually more of a hands-on person. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it does link to my Altoria, you know, uh, Keylab, uh, you know, MIDI keyboard. So I can play. It does connect. Yeah. And I can play as if it is a, as if it is a synthesizer. So so I'm dealing with that. I'm just having that's that's where I'm at right now. That's all I can afford. <laughs> so I'm there, you know. As soon as, I'm, as, soon as I make loads of money, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that person with all those synths. Yeah, you come round. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? You don't you don't need. I mean, if you've got an ounce of talent these days, you, you've got like an entire recording studio and a laptop. Yeah, and you've got. I mean, I signed up to. Um, you oh, what the fuck are you called now? Universal plugin. Plugin Alliance. Right. Because they've all started doing subscriptions. You know, like you used to buy plugins and they used to be mm. like, this one's 300 quid, that one's four grand, mm. this one's... And it's like, what? Um, these packs are like... Some of them are like 10 grand for a pack. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. And you're just like, mm-hmm. it's software, I don't understand. Well, now they've kind of cottoned on and, and done a subscription basis. So you can just go yes. in and subscribe. And a lot of them have started doing it now because they realise that people just... Don't well, people just go for down the cracked route and just got to start getting cracked plugins because it, yeah, you can't justify exactly. spending you know 300 quid for a, a compressor or whatever. So I signed up for that, and you're like, it, it, I mean, it's something like 15 quid a month or something, nice. and you've got access to I don't even know how many's but on there, you, way can, too many. Can you keep the um, as in that you do you get like yeah. the code and everything? Um, you do after the license code and all that, yeah. I think it's either after 12 months or two years. I think it might be two years, and then whichever ones you've selected in your bundle, you get to keep them. Oh, right. Yeah, or, but if you if you change them out, then you don't get to keep it at the end. So if you get... Right, I see, is it a certain amount a you're allowed? Yeah, you just got to select the ones you want right at the beginning, and as long as you stick with those ones till the end, they're yours. But if you get, oh, if you like, if you yeah, replace yeah, yeah. one halfway through, you, you don't got to start. Yeah, yeah, with you, with you, with you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a oh, new way of doing it, but like it is, it is pretty good because I don't like using crack stuff because it just. No, I know. I don't like getting music that way either, or yeah, I just, yeah. it just doesn't help the ecosystem. You know, if you, if everyone's no, no, getting no. crack plugins, no, they're no, never no. going to make any good plugins ever again. And then, no, no, exactly. What's the point? No, so. I paid for my Aturia monthly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I paid that off monthly. I paid a lot of things off monthly, in fact, in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catalogue model. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that sounds really good, actually. I might yeah. check that out. There's a couple of plugins that I want. I wonder if they're on there. Yeah, yeah, you can get, you can, you can get like, smaller packages where you just get 10 or whatever, and you nice. can pay less, or you can get the whole... You should. You know, yeah, you're getting money for this. You should be getting money. I know. I know. Yeah, I need to reach out. To you. I just what? need to get my shit together. Really. <laughs> Come on, you can be monetizing know, yeah. we, it. We've been. We've been. Um, <laughs> we've been approached by the. It, mostly now, it's like these affiliation schemes or something where you have to use a link and then they click through the link and if they use the code from the podcast, then you get X amount X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just haven't got my shit together in order to even. Oh mate, you've got. You've got. Come on, you've got to do that. I know. You know, like when you listen to a podcast and they do a little advert, like, 
who was I listening to? I think I was listening to Jay Shetty or something, and it was yeah. just like Holy Socks and something or other. Yeah. But like, if it was this one, I would actually be like so keen to yeah, hear yeah. the adverts because yeah. I'd be I like, know. what's this? I can get I'll some just, plugins I'll, at yeah. a discounted rate. Yes. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Help us all out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is no code, but maybe some point in the future I should hit them up. Yeah, do. Together. But yeah. So, um, so did I read somewhere that you created islands in lockdown? And that was kind of the inspiration yeah. for it. So what what was what what, yeah, I, what, what place I, were you in there? Well, I I actually did Ty well, so Tigers and Islands were like tunes that I'd written a while before but I hadn't actually finished. Yeah. Um and in the first lockdown I arranged Tigers for string quintet because all my friends are instrumentalists who play like West End and in orchestras and do yeah you know, sessions and studios. And everyone was just so, like, in such a... Having, I mean, like, no... Like, some people weren't getting any money. Some people were getting yeah. some... I mean, it was just such a car crash. And, like, yeah. some people had families, and it was just horrible. So I, I was, like... I felt like it... I'd seen loads of those lockdown videos. I didn't want to make a another just, you know, here's a load of musicians having a jam thing. We I was quite well, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I was trying, I was like, I obviously am making one of those. That's exactly what I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is I was trying to make something that was like, I don't know, that kept, like showed, there is a massive string outro, to be fair. Yeah. Which inspired me to want to write it for Quintet. Yeah. I really thought it was, it's something that was needed. I think people needed to see us all, didn't they? Mm. To see that we still existed and mm. that, you know, <laughs> you know we were needed not yeah. like we didn't need to retrain I was just like what the f- <laughs> we only all spent you know 10,000 hours practicing our instruments to be told yeah. why don't you just become I don't know a lawyer you're like as if that's not going to take me yeah that like absolute madness that was that time wasn't it um so yeah, yeah so I wrote so I wrote I wrote that arrangement and did that video in knockdown and I I, I felt with Tigers, I felt like I was losing my mind. I redid the, um, <laughs> I redid the hi hats. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what happened to me. I lost. I was, thought I was fine. I was like getting up. I was exercising. I was like doing production. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm being so yeah. productive. I've got all this time to do the thing I really want to do. Yeah, yeah. I was really on it for like the first couple of months, and then it started to go a bit downhill. And the only reason I knew it had gone downhill was because I kept doing, redoing these hi hats. And then I, and then for some reason, I added in all these. I was like, oh, you can't hear all the chords. I'm going to add in more pads. So I had in all these pads so you could hear the full harmony, not just the bit. And then I was just, and then I remember listening to it and being like, you can't fucking hear anything. There's no frequency. For, and this is so bad. I was like, yeah. right, take it all out, back yeah. to the original idea. Yeah. And then just all I needed to do was like change the hi-hats really in the second verse. And yeah. what I'd done is completely fucked up my song. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, so I knew then that lockdown was affecting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, I got it finished and it and it, and it came out and then um, and then I finished off Islands and Island came out. That was yeah. the re- the most recent one that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what 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 was the substance that you used on Islands? Was that well, on Island? Oh, um... yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's it's really lush. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, um, I just made it in massive. Did you? Yeah. You know, sometimes though, I find that that's the best way. You know, you like sometimes you like we were saying before. Like I bought um, an MK3. You know, the machine. Yeah. I can't say I'm a massive fan to be honest, but 
I don't know. Don't I think say that. maybe I... you might want to do an advert. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I did. Bloody great! <laughs> oh, scratch that. This podcast is sponsored by. Um, yeah, and in there you get like three thousand synths or something, Mm-mm-mm. and you'll sit there just scrolling through and scrolling through, and then actually you just get rid of it and just go into whatever's in the box and just all of a sudden mm. you're like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's the yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one you need. Yeah, yeah, 100%. and I yeah. think also like the plugins that you that, that you know sometimes you can get quite like a normal like one that sounds alright, and then by the time you've EQ'd it, and then yeah, you know, added a compressor, and then you know some just you know saturator or something, all of a sudden it sounds like a different, as you know, I'm sure it yeah. sounds like a whole different bass. Yeah, yeah, started, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I, I mean. I'm not saying I'm the queen of that, of, of that because um, Ollie Dupree and I worked quite a bit on on, on together on that. Yeah. He's a he's a sound engineer that I use. Is he mixing? Or... Yeah, he helps yeah, yeah. me mix it. Yeah, yeah. I do like a, a, a rough mix down, and then we, and then we get together and and make yeah. it sound better together. But yeah. he's um, he's great. He does actually does quite a lot of pop stuff. But um, I met him through a friend and. I, I think he's, I really rate him. Yeah, what's he called again? Ollie Dupree. It's like... Soon to be appearing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you should get him on. Yeah. He's done some, he's done some um, work, on, he does pop, and I think he's done some sort of music for TV. He's quite a young guy. Uh, can I spell Dupree? I think it's D-I-P-R-E. Not yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the crew. Yeah, he's lovely. Um, he's got the space down at um, studio down at Tall Yard. Okay. But yeah. Nice. I always think it doesn't. It's always nice to, especially in electronic music, you kind of as you're making it in the process, you're mixing it as you go. Like you say, like yeah. you're finding like your EQing and stuff. So you're doing yeah. that kind of job anyway. But yeah, I, I don't. I think it matters how good you think you've got it. A fresh set of ears on a fresh set of monitors oh God, in a different room in a different space. Yeah. There's always a way to go. Like I know, I know quite a few people who take it from front to back. You know, they'll 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 uh, create the whole thing, mix it, and then and then master it on the same speakers in the same room. I'm like, it, it just sounds soulless. Like it, it, you need that. You need that, that extra element. I think so. And also, I think I just lose my mind. I yeah. I feel like coming up with the idea and then developing it. The whole process is so. Uh, it's playful, actually. It's quite playful. I think if I get too stuck on what the actual end result is going to be exactly, yeah. and I can't finish a song. So yeah. it has to be a playful thing. Yeah. I'm always thinking about how I'm going to make the emotion in the lyric come yeah. out in the sound. Yeah. Like what, what is the emotion and the sound of that emotion and what is the atmosphere around that? So I'm That's always trying to like find sounds and... The harmony is often based on that. So if it's something, I'm writing one at the minute and it's quite an unsettling, hmm. trying to make it sound quite unsettling because the emotion behind it is this unsettling, fearful thing. And okay. it sounds, yeah, and so I'm playing. And then I'm like, if I grab a sound, if I grab, if I play a synth in or I, or I grab a sound in, then I might think, oh, actually it needs more movement in it. And then I might yeah. stick on a filter plug-in that's got a movement in it and yeah. roll through a load of presets and then play around with that. Yeah. And so it's always just trying to think of textures. And the most annoying thing is like, when I do a really good one, <laughs> it's when every frequency is just, it's almost like it doesn't, it does need to be mixed, but it just sounds fine because every, 
I've, the way I've written it happens to sit yeah. every frequency is taken rather than it being like sometimes, like with Tigers, there were some points where like my vocal was in the way yeah. of like the pad or like and all the yeah. strings in the pre-chorus. They're really close. They're in the same range as the vocal. Yeah. No, just like, oh my God. Yeah, I've tried yeah. too many things now. I can't do it. Ollie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You know what I mean? So sometimes you, you write it and it all fits. All frequencies it fits. And yeah. and, and that, that's exciting because it sounds good before it's even been properly. Yeah, it's an interesting way that I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone that comes from like the emotive side of the lyrics giving them the sound design. Mm. But it's quite a good way of doing it because if you are thinking from that way, I could understand how you arrive at frequencies not clashing because you're almost like giving every, giving everything its part mm. Mm. and then piecing it together. Whereas normally, certainly for us anyway, we start off with like there'll be a loop or something that someone's created and then we'll just, it'll be in a key and then so we'll pick up a guitar and put something over that and then it builds yeah. from there and then right at the end, it's like we hand it over to our vocalist who's mm. she's a female vocalist. Um, she's got a great range and stuff, and she normally just gets it and then puts some vocal thing. line on it. So, mm, yeah, so it's, mm. it's entirely the opposite. So we always end up with frequency clashes because we're not, like, making room for anything. We're just, like, load it up and then give it to the singer, and she can't, yeah. she's like, yeah, I can't do anything with that bit there because it's, you know... There's no space. It clashes yeah. with my mm. vocal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm going to pinch that idea and see if we can start writing lyrics first. Yeah, um, well, sometimes... I'm not saying know. that's the only... The only way, because sometimes I might have an idea for some chords and then I'll create like a, I don't know, drum pattern or something. Yeah. And then a melody comes in my head. And then sometimes lyrics just come out of my mouth. Yeah. And then I, and then I listen back and I'm like, oh yeah, that actually makes sense. And then I start yeah. writing it based on Well, the on even that. weirder one is when they don't make sense, but then six yeah. months later you listen to it and you're like, oh, <laughs> no, yeah, it did make total sense. Like at the time it just seems like gibberish. And then you're like, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. no, I just predicted the next six months of my life. <laughs> In lyrics, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, freaky stuff. <laughs> it's like some sort of um, ethereal like, yeah. download. Like, you know, it's the... weird, though. I've had, this, I've had this conversation with a few people. The, the first person that I noticed speaking about this was Noel Gallagher, of all people. I kept seeing it coming up where he was talking yeah. about this, like, his writing um, method was just sit down and not think about anything and just keep playing. And it's like something's feeding information into his head and he's just a conduit for it oh my god and then they capture it yeah and then he he retrospectively looks back and listens to it and goes actually yeah that's pretty good it's like he's not cognitively doing it he's just letting it come from somewhere and come out i love this yeah have you read that book big magic by liz gilbert no but i'm gonna big magic she's the one who wrote eat pray love um and she's obviously written other books. It's just that everyone knows that because it was a film with Julia Roberts, which is okay. probably quite annoying for her, I imagine. But, or maybe not. Maybe it's a good... I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Um, but she talks about, in Greek times, how this was what would happen if you wrote a, or made a piece of art. You wouldn't be praised yourself. Yeah. Your being Muse. that was your mule, your, that yeah. was sending you the ideas would be praised. Like, oh, yeah. lucky you've got such a good person on your shoulders giving you yeah. all these ideas so the person never became like the ego yeah they didn't believe it was them they believed they were being told the ideas well I th- how much better would that be in today's like celebrity status though because oh th- it would just be like Absolutely. so much better 
so than, good. Than them being revered, you know, like Miley Cyrus and stuff. <laughs> like, it would know. be so good. Be I was thinking better. about this with, um, it's a bit of a tangent here, but um, I was watching um, Star Wars the other day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a random one now. <laughs> but you know, he says, like, you've got all the Jedi inside of you. Yeah. Um, now you become all the Jedi because she, she nearly that I was watching the very recent one. He was like, "You're going to become all the Sith," and she was just like, "No, I don't want to do that." Yeah, going to rather become all the Jedi. Yeah. So she calls to the Jedi, and they will come to her. But there was something I was reading in a psycho- uh, psychology book, and it was saying about how you know all your past, all your um, your uh, they're talking about um, DNA and how you yeah. can you know all your parents' emotional traumas and your yeah, brown parents yeah. and all these things get passed into you. Yeah. And you have the you can actually undo this DNA in yeah. your body and rewrite yourself and heal yourself. Yeah. Um so I often think like actors or you know, when they're getting all these emotions and they're finding these other characters inside of themselves. Yeah. I often do think like, well you've got all your ancestors and all their emotions that all they went yeah. through and somehow you're tapping into it. Yeah. And you're like able to become and feel all these things that other people have felt. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of, sorry, I went off on one there, but that's no, the no. kind of way I think of like that sort of thing with actors. I feel like it's a bit like they have all the Jedi. <laughs> they, have yeah. all the, they have all their, their fam, all the, those emotions. Even sometimes they might not have felt it, but they yeah. had an experience, but they're able to tap into it. It's like they've become yeah. able to connect. Yeah. You know what? It, you can get you can go down so many levels on this, but I do uh, transcendental meditation. I've been doing it. Do you, have you ever heard of TM, transcendental yeah, yeah, meditation? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, do you do it? I just, I, I meditate. Yeah. I do, um, I've done, I've done all of Headspace. I've done all of the waking up yeah, yeah. course with Sam Harris. And I've been doing this other one, which I think is, oh my God, I can't remember, but it comes from a type of yoga at the moment. And it's got like sounds okay. in it. Like and a it's chakra like, opening type, yeah. Thing I've been doing that recently as well, yeah. Um, but I'm like really into it, so yeah, no, I'm really please tell me about it, yeah. I'm so, the, the, t- the t- so I, I went down that kind of route where I just kept freaking out and stuff, and I needed to do mm, I needed mm. to find something, I was something was wrong, yeah. So I started doing the, the meditations and stuff, and I was getting like something out of it enough to keep me interested, but it wasn't giving me everything that I needed. Not yeah. it wasn't giving me what I was seeing these yogis having, you know, this like blissed out thing. So I was like, so I kept on searching and searching, and I found transcendental meditation. And what interested me about it was, is it's not to do with mindfulness. It's actually to do with removing your mind out of the way, mm, and, mm. and almost like killing off the static noise that goes on in your mind all the time. Yeah, the kind um, of like the day to day turbulence and trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and sort of and once you detune from that. It's still going on, but you kind of remove yourself from it. Mm. And when you do that, you feel this blissfulness. It's, it's, it's the only way you yeah, can you describe do. it, really. It's just yeah. like a constant feeling of, of blissfulness. And the idea is you're given, you're given a mantra. You're, it takes about four days to train how to do it, but I don't really think they need four days because all they do is really they give you a mantra, and all a mantra is is a word that doesn't have any association. It's a sound that you can mm. say, but you can't associate the word with anything. You know, if you was to say apples, you'd think about apples, or the black cat, you'd think about the black cat. Yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, time, yeah. you'd think about the black cat. Whereas with this, it's just a sound um, that you that you repeat in your head over and over again. And what you find is all the chatter and the noise and the, you know, oh, I need to do that, and don't forget, next Tuesday you've got this, and da-da-da. These voices mm. that are going on in your head, 
as you're just repeating this word that can't find like it can't it can't associate itself with anything any memories in your in your mind slowly yeah. it's the 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 noises start going away and then all of a sudden time stops and you're just suspended in this blissful state and then your oh. alarm goes off and it's 20 minutes and that's it and so i started doing it and i did i did the first one and i was like it 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 was like being hit with a sledgehammer or something. I was like, holy shit, you can feel this good and you can actually do it in 20 minutes. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's completely yeah. different than mindfulness and, all, and and wakefulness and all that kind of stuff. It was totally... Um, yeah. You transcend, essentially, which is why it's called transcendental meditation, into this. Yeah, I'm really... Um, so it's cool. I'm, it's very cool. That's but, very cool. Yeah, because I've had the uh, thing where I'm just like, it's everything's like I'm I feel like I can feel like like my my body like in like the energy of my body yeah yeah it's a vibration like a wave a like a, yeah like a vibration yeah. yeah and then I feel because I'm doing it with these sounds yeah this thing it's like the sounds and my body I feel like they're joined to each other well you and know then, they, they are though right because you know it's chakras yeah have a colour, and the colour is associated by, everything's in seven, so it's the seven notes, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti. And then yeah. if you times do by seven times, if you times it seven times the speed of light, you get yeah. red. And ray, you, seven times the speed of light, you get whatever it is, uh, orange or something like that, or whatever the yeah, shackles yeah, yeah. are. And so if you play that frequency into yourself, like better not on headphones if you do it on a speaker so you're actually getting yeah. the frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's on a speaker. And then you meditate, yeah. you can go to yeah. some weird places. It like yeah, it, yeah. it really does work. And it, it's I'm, all I'm, kind of like light and sound is combined. All connected. Yeah, yeah, that's what chakras are. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's freaky. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like so intrigued by by what you just said. Because I yeah. like, I haven't I haven't done the um the chanting, the this the the, the non word. Yeah. Yeah, so you I'm need really... to go to them for that. You have to have the, you have to have a course. Oh, and I, they I'm sit get... down. I'd love they... to do it. That yeah, I, I I don't really know how it works if you're a trainer of transcendental meditation, but essentially there's X amount of mantras that they give, and they give you one suitable to your personality. I don't know how that works or whatever, but all, all I know is it's a sound that doesn't make sense to anything, and because it doesn't make sense, your mind can't can't think of things while you're saying things, it. yeah, and yeah. eventually it just disappears. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we definitely constantly want to be in the future or in the past. Well, that's all the... You're never anywhere else, are you? You're always either either in the past. But the future, you're making it up. Yeah, you're, pla- you're either planning on... or you're imagining worst-case scenarios. It's never <laughs> best-case scenario, though, is it? That's the problem. <laughs> Why is it never best-case scenario? I mean, for some people it might be, but very rarely is it best-case scenario. <laughs> no. Just... It's always like I'm never going to pay my bills. My house is going to get taken off me. Like <laughs> everybody hates me. This song's going to suck. It's not like why does it have to be that way? But it is. I um, don't know. Yeah, someone was saying. Yeah, there's, there's always. I mean, there's definitely loads of quotes about it. But yeah, you're yeah. much worse in your mind than ever in your reality. Yeah, and, and so with that TM, I started like. I got really interested in it after that because it, yeah. it, it has layers to it as well. So if you keep doing it, basically, uh, the, the, it's, the founder of it is a guy called uh, Maharishi. I've probably got his book lying around somewhere. Yeah. And if you read his book, it's not the easiest read ever. Um, yeah. But I think it's called something like The Art of... In fact, I'll get it. This is the one. Nice. 
uh, I don't know whether that comes through backwards or not, but it's called The Science of Being and the Art of Living. And it's not the easiest read, because he's so uber smart that he's kind of like pouring his brain down in this <laughs> in this thing, and you're like, okay, hang in there. But if you do the meditation and then read it, it makes sense. But don't try and read it if you don't do the meditation, because you okay. just think, what is this guy talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But essentially, he boils it down to two things. There's this constant... Um, um, omnipresent being, which is essentially energy, and then yeah. there's the materialized state of that, which is everything in life that you see. Yeah. And one is um, uh, infinite, and the other one is not. Um, and we're kind of like suspended between, between the, two. the two. Yeah. yeah. So everything has this energy, which essentially is known as in in his book, uh, the being. Yeah. Is, is is this energy source, and the energy source basically uh, is the life source of everything that's on in, in the universe. Yeah, which is why, and he actually was the one who predicted that science would find the unified field. So I don't know if you know, but the, in science they found the unified field, which basically is the field um, of relativity that connects everything in the universe, wow. which is exactly the same as what he's saying. He's saying there's a there's a there's a field of energy yeah. which connects everything, yeah. but but he he knew that way before science even predicted it, so he's saying everything essentially that's out there, songs, everything is energy waiting to be manifested into yeah. into into a being. So love that. In terms of like to to close a giant loop <laughs> on a tangent, what Noel Gallagher was saying is actually technically <laughs> true, right? Because he's going well, if it's energy and it's in a field and it's yeah. out there. No, it's yeah. just waiting to take a form of something, and that can be a song, or it could be a person, yeah. or it could be anything. Yeah, I don't no. know if any of that's true, but it's certainly interest the shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's said, and it's it kind of makes sense because I think we all know it if we make, you know, especially you know, we make music, and anyone who makes music, yeah. Um, when you're in a really like good state in your mind, you're very calm. Yeah. All these ideas come to you. Yeah, well, it's certainly when you're in the moment as well, I find that if mm. I'm in the moment and you're playing, you never fuck up. Mm. Whereas if you're thinking like, if you're playing a gig and you think like you get you lose your way, it's always because you're thinking what comes next or what part you screwed up previously. Mm. But if mm. somehow your mind's drifted from what just happened or what is going to happen, yeah. and then that's when you screw up. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if you just stay totally. in the moment, you don't. Yeah. For I, me, I, anyway. was, I was listening to a podcast with um, Tim... Tim Ferriss. Yeah. And he was talking with a scriptwriter, like, and they were talking about exactly this. They were talking about the scriptwriter guy was, and he's probably really famous, and anyone who's into film will be like, I can't believe Jeno's name. But anyway, I can't remember his name. So I'm really, really bad with names. It's like, I told you I'm earlier. so bad with names as well. I really am. Um, um, but yeah, he was saying, like, there's this, e you know, you've got the ego, yeah. which is like, you know, you plan your week and, you know, you need to go and get shopping tomorrow and you need to do that work, you need to send that invoice. You know, yeah. that's your, like, the doer of your brain and yeah. also that part of your brain wants to keep you safe, wants you to fulfil this role because we know what's going to happen if you do this. We can plan it and we can mm. do it. And then there's this state, which is like what you were saying, that being, you know, where all the creativity happens. Yeah. And, and they, you know, but this ego was is like, no, no, no. That's I can't exist in that world. You have yeah. to come over here. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> and yeah. so it's like yeah. this fight between the two yeah. of like the ego being like, I'm sensible. I know how things are going to go down. Like, yeah. 
this you're going into the unknown here with this yeah. Yeah. long idea. And how do you know it's going to work? I don't know yeah. if it's going to work. I think you probably should do this. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about that. Yeah, <laughs> but but the, the what really sort of like like a lightning bolt hit me is when you're in that transcended state and it's difficult to say how long you're in it for because time doesn't really exist anymore Mm. fear doesn't exist happiness doesn't exist Mm. fear doesn't exist like worry doesn't exist Mm. it's unfathomable to think how they could possibly exist once you've experienced being in it Mm. and then i was like well then that just means that i my brain is literally everything that i'm scared of is not the thing but my brain that I'm, it's my brain's interpretation, so mm. you can change that. Yeah. So like, you can totally that means it. you can do everything. Then you can like you know if you're scared of heights, just decide you're not. <laughs> you know, like how far down the how you know much can you can control it? But no, it's people, true. People get out over these huge fears and stuff, and I think like actually it's it's com- it's comforting for me to know that you've got that much. If you if you want to believe you can have it, I think you have got that much control. You yeah. can change, and then therefore that goes into like mental health. It goes into yeah, you know, because I mean, people there's... struggle with 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 mental health and things like that. And if there's a way oh, out, yeah. you know, or or something that you can grasp onto that lets that reminds you that that thing that you're really scared of only exists inside your head, mm, mm, mm. and you're making it up. Mm. You know, that, and that's in itself is a mental health is an illness, right? And yeah, yeah, I just think yeah. I think I think the hardest thing with that is that we're is people are always triggered into their childhood state by things that are happening around them. So they've got these, you know, coping mechanisms that they've had as a child to keep them safe. And then they're faced with the world and their their ego brain goes, I know what we do to keep us safe when this happens. And then they're just taken (laughs) into that. And they can, and to undo that just takes therapy. And quite frustratingly, therapy isn't available to everyone because it's, yeah. expensive yeah and the nhs i mean the nhs is great but you know six sessions isn't what some someone needs it. Yeah. <laughs> six sessions isn't enough no. <laughs> you know no. to undo that 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 behavioral um yeah that that triggering that's happening yeah and and, so. and i think our brains there's been some research into something to do with like we are there's something about our brains that doesn't know whether it's happening to us you know the child within is just like thinks yeah you know, oh, this 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 trigger that happens, they're like, but that this is real, yeah. and so the response yeah, yeah. is that. Well, they did yeah. they did they did some studies where they had people. Um, I think they did it with like runners, and they, you know, they put these things on their head to uh, monitor the brain activity and mm. said, imagine mm. that you're running the you know 100 meters now, mm. and then they hooked it up to all the muscles, and they said there was just there was like 98 percent of the same amount of activity happening within the neurological uh, connectors going wow. to the muscles as there is mm. when you're actually doing it so really mm. the brain doesn't understand what's real and what's not which is interesting that's so interesting because you're relying on it going should i be fearful of that bill that's coming in or like you know and whereas really like what tm s- sort of told me was no <laughs> it's all bullshit and you're like <laughs> oh god how did i not know this like fucking 25 years ago I know, but I think I think there's a lot of like self there's a lot of self abandonment across the board, yeah. you know, and things like not paying bills on time or you know not doing exercise or not eating well yeah. or you know getting drunk or all the time or, or whatever anybody yeah. does as a thing. I feel like uh, there's a lot of coping mechanisms, self abandonment 
Yeah. You know, people in relationships with someone because they're so scared to be on their own. Yeah. You know, but it's not right, but they're just like the, the fear of that. So yeah. there's a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know, like yeah, self-abandonment is the best way to, yeah. is the best best way to put it and we're all we're all guilty of it in some way shape or form because we're humans yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. um and it's really really takes a lot of brain strength and self-belief yeah. to to go with that 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 thing that happens in transcendental meditation you know that, that yeah. belief system that like oh, it doesn't matter everything's fine yeah well because, yeah the, the strangest thing is like you 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 don't even have to believe that that's what what really got me with TM is that you don't have to believe in it. You could you could go into it going this is total bullshit. Yeah. But once you do it, you'll come out going I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no black or yeah. white. It's like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you felt it and there it is. Like and there it is. Which yeah. is quite impressive. I was like shit. That actually, is very worse. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we could if there's just like a load of kids that we you know that are just all so they don't have that um, thing where they're just like their child because your early years are your you, they, they, well, there's a whole thing. Do you know David Lynch? The, the yeah, 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 yeah. So he, oh he, yeah, yeah. I listened to something about this a couple of years ago. Yeah, he was saying if everybody did the yeah. transcendental meditation together. Yeah, all at the same time. Yeah. Well, this goes like, back to this frequencies and things like that. He said that. it would release the frequency that yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did. Sorry, they, no, tell they, your story. I cut in, please. They did, no, they, well, while we're on that one, they did an experiment somewhere. I think it was. I want to say Boston, but I could be wrong. I think it, it yeah. was a city in America. I think it was Boston, but it had a high crime rate in this particular area. And so they, they hired out a building and they filled it full of TM practitioners and they all did TM for a certain length of time. All, and, even, you know, they took it maybe in turns or something to always make sure that there was people doing TM, uh, like, you know, 100 or 200 people doing TM at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they monitored the crime and all the crime fell away. Like the, the, the crime rates in the, in that vicinity what? went down to the lowest that they'd been recorded, and there's, there's stu- the studies are on there if you go and probably on the TM website. But but David Lynch um, started doing TM, and now he has the David Lynch Foundation, which is what I paid into in order to get the course. And right. what they do with that money is they do exactly what you're saying. There is they go out to. Um, primarily underprivileged kids, so they go out to like Africa and you know these places, and um, and areas where kids really need it the most, and they they give them TM and they train them how to do it from a young wow. age. So that's where the money's going. So it's wow. it is happening. I don't know how you know how far around around the world, but I I yeah. do think that they should they should get it into um, they should get it into schools definitely. They should, yeah, hundred percent. But but the 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 the, the, the flip side of that coin is when you do tm a lot things that you found really like important seem to kind of start falling away a bit like money and yeah. that fancy car yeah like, so it's then it's hard to be in the world that's been created by humans right or you it's know do, 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 do corporations want to propagate that kind of mentality in the youth because what's going to happen next when they come around the corner is like everyone may realize actually i don't need all that shit that you're making well, i don't yeah. need a brand new phone i don't need the new the car well yes yeah, so, i mean you feel yeah. you know the more you know enlightened or whatever the word is everyone wants to say that you you would become less engaged with the way that the world has been made that's yeah. like not made as in you know the world that humans have created the ideas constructed that, yeah. the construction that we well that's found. that's exactly it but that with that's that guy Wim Hof. They did a he Wim did Hof, a, yeah, 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 yeah. He did a, a 
one, didn't he, where he was did his breathing techniques and they yeah. did uh, he got rid of the bacteria, the bad yeah. bacteria in his body. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he taught some other people how to do it. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, we don't need any yeah. medicine. Exactly. So, so <laughs> the then, pharmaceuticals are like, yeah. put a lid on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how much money do pharmaceuticals make from mental mental uh, you know illnesses as well? I mean, it's arguably if you read the that maharishi book everything comes from that mental state but because people aren't on in in contact with the being as he puts it mm. it it may it, people are kind of like just fending for themselves dealing with their ego and that's causing mental illness mm. which is causing mm. physical illness because if you don't feel great you don't maybe you don't eat mm. right maybe you drink too much maybe et cetera, yeah and et there's actually now research about it affecting your inflammation in your gut yeah yeah about yeah, to get yeah. the microbiomes in your gut being connected to your brain yeah well, um, everything's got to be connected to your brain yeah some yeah so the things that you eat actually affect your thoughts yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah. and there's all that research into like if you you know if people under stress often get ibs or yeah. inflammation in the body which is yeah. why everyone started doing those ice baths because it reduces the inflammation yeah yeah in your body yeah. um but yeah how your brain can cause illnesses yeah um or also, yeah. or reverse out of them yeah so I don't we've know. really That's gone on one here. I know, yeah, yeah, music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So going back to music, then, um, you know, Little Boots. Do you yes. have you worked with her? Or yes, I have. Oh, okay, yeah. so I come from this little town in the northwest called Pont le Fylde. Yeah. And for some reason, out of that little town, uh, out came, um, you know, fat, you know, Fatty. Yeah, Hart, and yeah. Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Fatty and Vic Hesker through his Little Boots. Yeah. We all come from the same little tiny village, <laughs> and we've all got the same mates, which is so weird. I've been to her house actually. What I don't, been... know if the, I don't know if it's still the same one, but I've been there in 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 the in the northwest. Yeah, her, her yeah, parents' that, house. Her parents' house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't say where it, I was about to say where it is. Then, but I'll yeah. Probably <laughs> say that. No. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if they still live there, but maybe they do. I don't know. I see her brother around quite a bit up there. But I'm yeah. sad I'm not there anymore. But yeah, yeah. so that that was I thought a small world because we 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 I speak to Fatty all the time. Um, yeah, he's laughing. In fact, the music video that I was talking about before was kind of organised by him because it was using one of the companies that he uses a lot, and um, and also he does our photography as well. I noticed yeah, he's doing he's some photographs great. for you. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when it, yeah, when he was in because he's in Submotion. Yeah, and then. Um, I met some of those guys because I was doing, I was on the dubstep scene doing yeah. uh, features and obviously they're, they're quite well known on that scene. They've got yeah. a big following. So, yeah. um, and uh, Fatty knows a load of guys, jazzers that studied jazz with me yeah. as well. Oh, okay. So there was quite a few connections of people who'd gone on to like do sessions yeah. and stuff and they'd yeah, yeah. done sessions or they'd done, you know, before sessions, they'd done like function things with him or yeah. whatever at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's there was quite a lot of connections with that and then um, I'd been working with Vic and <clears throat> we actually I was doing some backing vocals for, for a gig at Heaven and Fatty came and played on a, oh, is that right? one of the tunes oh was, there you go that would be interesting so um, then I realised they were yeah. friends and yeah, they'd, yeah, they'd, yeah. they'd um, grown up and when they were younger had a jazz band or something yeah oh, fuck what's it called Fat Cat Jazz or something Oh, you'll yeah. kill me for not remember, remembering the name. <laughs> I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah. But, Amazing. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's wicked. He's such a good bass player. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's insane. Do you know Adam Betts as well? 
Yeah, so Adam and I, so Adam uh, was at the academy doing jazz drums, and I was at Trinity doing vocals. Oh, nice. And we used to go round. Um, there was like a group of us would go round, and we'd have like a bake off. Okay. Adam would be calling his mum for tips. Uh-huh. We're like, "That's cheating. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Get get off that <laughs> phone right now." Yeah. Um, and then we also used to play Mario Kart, which everyone oh. seemed to be fine with, apart from me, who just constantly having that thing picking me off off the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Like every time I was just like, I was like, I was happy if I didn't come last, you know, didn't come last. Yeah. I was just hoping not for seventh place, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Play, but yeah. Take off a Mario Kart. Yeah. Sometimes. So yeah, Adam and um, and Matt as well. Matt, who's in Three Trap Tigers. Yeah, I've never met Matt, but Adam was the last person on the podcast as a guest. Um, nice. So, uh, and and uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'd never met him before, but I'd always been in kind of like one what do they call it one degree of separation away yeah. you know yeah, like yeah, it, so yeah. we we had know quite a few people who who uh and i used to go and watch um uh three trap tigers as well yeah we, who I, I it's not normally like a, a kind of genre i don't even know if it's in a genre really but uh i just thought he and still do think he's probably one of the best drummers i've ever seen yeah in is. my life he's just yeah. incredible so uh, I think him and Fatty worked on something as well at one point. So the the world gets smaller. But yeah. So you, do you? What? Where did it start for you? Did you come from jazz? Yeah. What, yeah. What, and where? What first got you kind of into that? Into, into that? Yeah. Um, so I've got an older dad, and he's massively into nineteen forties MGM musicals. Okay. Which are <laughs> the most, <laughs> you know, nice chauvinistic, misogynistic. <laughs> absolute car crashes for women um calamity jane just being like you're a tomboy let's sort that out let's put you in a dress by the end she's in a dress and everyone's just like thank god for that oh god um so (laughs) but um it turns out um yeah all i wanted to do as a kid was tap dance and play the saxophone and what happened was same time or just yeah at the same time i wanted to do it all all of it at the same time (laughs) singing tapping and my mum said um here's a violin and um and swimming because you need to be able to swim and i was like okay so it's not tap dancing and saxophone but i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) and um and so basically yeah i did um I did some, like, you know, I was always singing all the time. Yeah. Like, I used to sing. I used to do impressions of Judy Garland. Nice. I was a, yeah, big yeah. big fan of hers at the time. <laughs> Doris Day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I used to just sing all these tunes. And then I joined uh, the Saturday Music School for violin, like, little orchestra, and um, they had a big band. And I went and asked the big band leader, can I sing? And uh, she said yes. So I was like, perfect. And then we went and did a, started a small band. Well, actually, yeah. you know, the the guys started a small band and I went along and um this one of those ridiculous stories we turned up to this venue they were doing a small band gig and I just yeah was there because they were my mates and the piano was out of tune and the trumpet player couldn't tune to it and they were like oh god Anna can you sing can you sing and I was like yeah what do you want me to sing and they opened up the jazz rule book and they were like, well, do you know any of these tunes? And I, it just turns out that all 1940s musicals <laughs> are in that book. I was like, yeah, they're all these tunes. They were oh, like, what? a bit of serendipity. Yeah, yeah. I know. So I was yeah. just like, yeah, there we are. So um, then we, I started singing with them and then we did some Aretha, we did other stuff. We did like Aretha Franklin and Nina Simone. And yeah, we just did a mixture of soul, funk and jazz. And yeah. then that, some of those guys were... Um, auditioning for music college and I didn't I hadn't heard of music college no. you know 
I was like this art, I was the art geek at school and painting and making stuff with clay. I mean, that was my thing. And, um, and then, yeah, when I got to the upper sixth, you know, I was like, I I don't want to do art. I think I want to do music. Yeah. And then these guys were like, oh, you should audition. I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, so it was a bit of a shock to the system to go to a a music conservatoire (laughs) when I had no idea what it was before I got there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. So, so could you could you read music or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played yeah, yeah. violin up to yeah, oh, okay. grade so, yeah, eight. You're, you're not told I did classical and... singing and yeah, up to grade eight. Terrible classical singer though. Awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I sang. I, I I don't know what. I'm definitely an alto, but okay. for some reason I was singing soprano. So right. you can hear it in my speaking voice. It's like super low. I don't know why I was attempting to sing. Yeah. flower duet um but um, um yeah that's what was happening give it a go as a no way you've got to do it once yeah. <laughs> have you done it yet yeah. you don't want to hear me sing that add that to the timetable yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so um yeah so i yeah i could read music yeah and yeah. um and i'd in i'd had a jazz one-to-one teacher singing and she yeah we'd done all the harmony um yeah. so the you know, I could do all the written papers and stuff. I think it was just really intim- intimidating to be with people who had like been brought up believing that they'd always go to music college. Yeah. And me just sort of last minute yeah. being like, oh, I think I'm going to go to music college. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, Some of my favourite musicians aren't even, like Tom York. Mm. I don't even think he can read music. Mm. It's oh, very like, much like a, you know, I've got loads of friends who are producers who can't read music. Yeah. And they're amazing. And it's very much like an oral well, it is perception oral, thing. It? Really? it is just like, <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly what it is. And yeah. and some people can just hear things. And yeah. I will say that when I came out of music college, I could hear harmony and I was picking out notes and scales and things. I was, it's just a language. I'd learned a language. Yeah. A new language, a musical language. And I'd pushed myself like and learn different ways to do rhythm and I had a really wicked drum I had a drum teacher we used to do improv together and okay I'm not a drummer but no. you know I used to play rhythms and he played rhythms and you know and I just learned I am really grateful for it it just was yeah. a very it was scary I learned a lot but it was yeah. I think I was just terrified by the nature of you know everyone being excellent That'll be your ego, though. That's yeah. My exist. ego is no, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> doesn't bloody exist. Shit. <laughs> it was me thinking it exists all this, all this time. If only I'd had that, yeah. I would have unlocked my throat chakra because I had a I had a vocal yeah. dis <laughs> I had a vocal disorder in my first year at that college. Oh, no. Yeah, and I couldn't. I had to learn to speak again. Oh no, really? Wow. Yeah, and I literally had to. I couldn't sing. It was like so painful, oh, and it was no. so painful for to, to talk. And was it caused by singing, or was it something? Um, my larynx was stuck really high yeah. and my vocal cords wouldn't close properly. So there's always a bit of air in the okay. voice. But my teachers kept saying, oh, it sounds great. And I was like, it doesn't feel great. Yeah. Um, and in the end, a guy came in to do a talk with the classical singers and I spoke to him afterwards and he was like, your speaking voice is all wrong. And obviously I went home and cried. <laughs> I can't even wow. speak! <laughs> the ego just like Shawshank Redemption on the floor like Why? Yeah! <laughs> you know that was yeah. happening because I was a drama queen oh, um, and yeah learned, yeah, I had to do all this speech therapy and yeah. um, and then tried and had to do those vocal like coaching technique um, but I found these guys 
over in America and they um, completely fixed fixed my voice, oh, which, nice. was, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I learned a lot about the muscles that make up the vocal mechanism and I learned a yeah. lot about the voice because of that. So yeah. um, I'm grateful for that because I, I know exactly what's happening when I'm singing and if things start to go wrong if I'm on a tour and my voice is swollen or whatever I ha- I know yeah. the answers yeah. for those issues so yeah. on reflection I'm very glad that that it happened to me but at the time I was like this yeah. is just how's your time what the <laughs> fuck is going on I'm already <laughs> shitting myself and now I can't even speak so yeah oh man so when did where did that kind of um dubstep Come into it. Yeah, like the the rinse. Are you associated with rinse? Um, I've worked with a lot of guys who are on rinse. Okay. um, And um, and have like labels that are affiliated with the rinse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I basically I went to um, do you know Dur Festival in Belgium? D O U R. D O U R. No, I'm not familiar with that one. And I saw. you know what I see there? I saw loads of people. Um, um, I saw Battles. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw Flying Lotus. Yeah. I saw Foles. What, what year was this? Boys Noise. I think it was 2009, maybe? Yeah, that's a good time to see all of those. Yeah. There, yeah. Um, and I was just like... Oh my god! What have I? Been? I kind of had fallen into a bebop, hard bop trance. Mm. I'll be honest. I was so wanting to get a good mark in my degree, and wanting to understand this, what seemed like a puzzle that needed yeah. to be put together. That I just kind of lost. Before that, I'd listened to all music. Yeah. I was massively into like you know Donna Summer, Led Zeppelin, yeah. ABBA, Beatles. When I rage against the machine, I listened to like everything. I didn't yeah. ever have that, you know. If someone was good at singing, I would still love it. Like yeah. Celine Dion, yeah. the yeah. woman can sing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I was into like a really broad spectrum of music. But when I went to study jazz, it was just so like I felt like I was really trying to like craft, like learn something. So I came out of the degree and was just like went to this festival and was like, oh my God, there's all this music yeah. and I've just been listening to this one type of music for so yeah. long. Yeah. It sort of woke me up and I absolutely loved heavy electronica. Yeah. Like Boys Noise and like yeah. at the time I think it was like Crookers, Boys Noise, Diplo was doing Justice, major, he was doing major labour, yeah. major labour? Major labour. <laughs> major labour. Feels like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah major laser um yeah justice um exactly and there was just all these yeah. amazing synth sounds there's just it's amazing i was just like this is incredible like yeah what is this i absolutely love it like i was like this is amazing so i yeah. came home and was just like right well, i need to learn how to use logic yeah why did i not why did yeah. i pick advanced jazz studies instead yeah. of the music technology module you idiot mm. um livid with myself <laughs> i mean john coltrane isn't going to help me write a song <laughs> well, i mean I, I love him yeah but, you yeah, know well, maybe you come out sounding you know not the way you do and so therefore you wouldn't have that like jazz edge of yeah 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 no i'm really grateful for the jazz stuff, i just so it, yeah i think that my at that moment in time my younger self was like yeah what have you been doing? Why did you not learn logic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously I sat down on a garage band for a bit and then eventually was like, no, I'm going to have to bite the bullet and buy logic. Yeah. And then um, watched, you know, asked a lot of friends to sort of 
show me the way a bit and then watch some YouTube videos, etc. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just started, I tried to find like producers to work with because I thought, oh, maybe I can make like a demo and then, you know, they'll know what I'm talking about and yeah. we'll write something together. But just what kept happening over and over again was that people were like, make what they want to make. And yeah. Just ignoring me totally completely. Different. Yeah, yeah, completely yeah. not listening to what I was saying. Yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah. like, maybe I'm explaining myself very well. Maybe I need to know what I want to do more. Yeah. So I just obviously, I was like, what I'll do for now is I'll just keep making the music, yeah. you know, and trying to get better at it. And maybe I can write with some other people and for them. And then it won't be, you know, I, I don't have to worry about this thing where it becomes all them because it yeah. is from the beginning for them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a friend of mine was DJing with Vaughan, uh, Dan, who in Bristol, he was actually DJing with him in Swansea and yeah, at dubstep nights and Vaughan, Vaughan and I connected and he sent me some music and then I wrote taking over, which was my first release dubstep release yeah. um, just before reflections, which is, um, uh, which was the sort of one that was ended up on. This is dubstep 2014. Mm. It was like, it was a very much a tribal dubstep tune, which was really big at that moment in time. So that one did really well. Actually, taking over did very well as well. I really mm. love. I love what Vaughan did. He actually ended up taking apart completely the whole production and yeah. redoing it based on my vocal. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And it's just. I don't know if you've listened to it, but it's like really atmospheric and just. It was so different at the time. Um, but it really felt like me, and it really mm. felt like him, and it just really worked well together. Yeah. And um, he's a lot younger than me, so he ended up like coming like my little brother and <laughs> come hang out in London and. Yeah. <laughs> write music together um yeah he's a good guy so that's how I started in into that world and then I I mean I used to go and see I'd, I you know I love Scream and, and Benga yeah and it's a shame Warren's music. not on because he's he's mates with him um so he'd, he'd have loved nattering to to you about that but oh, never mind. No. maybe next time but yeah yeah so Scream and Benga get mentioned a lot on this podcast <laughs> yeah but, um yeah so they're digital mystics and um yeah, like there was Casper and Roscoe, and yeah. there was all that. And I used to go down to um, what's that club that was in Greenwich? The, um, oh I thought God. you were going to say Plastic People for a second. No, no, no. Yeah, pl- Plastic People as well. But there was yeah, one. Yeah. There was one big space in in Greenwich, and I can't remember what it was called. And then it shut down. Oh God. And and anyway, I think it was like hospitality night or something. And room two was Casper, yeah. and it was like dubstep was always room two. Yeah if you go to a drum and bass night and um yeah just got really really into that yeah. whole scene end up like knowing they're really chatty like a lot of the djs um on that scene and sort of ended up chatting to them after gigs and go to the black sheep in croydon yeah and yeah and just got to know all the guys really and then yeah sort of became part of of that scene and um, which led to quite a few collaborations, some that came out and some that didn't, but quite a lot have come out. And yeah. um, and then, yeah, and then through that, that's how I got asked to do Flo Dan's um, album. Yeah. And yeah, through knowing him. So what, what, are you, what, are you, what, what sort of next would you say for, for you as kind of like this solo 
project. Um, project. So are you going to, is there an album coming or have you, <clears throat> and also live as well. I see that you obviously you collaborate live with live musicians and stuff like that. So is that a format yeah. that you're going to take out on the road if, if, if that's allowed <laughs> at any point? In the at any point. Future? I mean, you know, it's, it's difficult as an independent artist and it's, it's amazing in many ways. And it's amazing that loads of independent artists can actually find their audience and, and make a career out of, of their music now. It's more yeah. possible and there's more resources for that to happen. Um, but, but it is hard. You, and you are doing the job of 10 people. Yeah. You know, with the, all the content, you know, that I make and everything on my page. And Yeah. You can see it's well considered, though. Yeah. Which... I like – I spend a lot of time doing it because I'm really arty and I'm also a bit, yeah. you know – about it <laughs> yeah but to be honest with you though you, you unfortunately in this day and age you can have really amazing music mm. but if you're just shit at presenting yourself online mm. you'll bypass so many people that would otherwise be interested in you it's, mm. just, the, it's just the way the world is mm. you know mm. um some girls unfortunately or some people unfortunately react to that by stripping off and <laughs> Yeah, you know, which know. which yeah. is kind of a downside to it all. But mm, but then you mm. you find these nuggets of people that have that kind of like artistic visual crossover with music, mm. like you, that can, seem to kind of like capitalize in a, in a good way in that in that yeah. area. Yeah, I um, like it. I, I like I like there being an extension of. I've sort of gone off a tangent. Sorry, you asked me about live. I will come back to it. Um, <laughs> we keep doing. Um, that. <laughs> but I really um, I like the way that art come, like, that you can develop. I think, I don't know, I did A-level art, and I and I always, you know, like, when you go to an art gallery and you see a blue square and you're like, How? well, it's yeah. a blue square. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you see, like, the work that leaded up to that point, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and like, with art, I used to love that process of getting to the final point, and it's the yeah. same with music, um, this sort of, like, unknown process. And then when you get to finishing a song, you're like, you can sort of visualise what mentally like what would fit with that music yeah, yeah. and the music video or whatever and the last one with islands i just had this idea of a collage yeah video and i just went through instagram and i was trying to find someone and i found laura and she's incredible yeah so, yeah so I, check, I checked her, uh, her out because she'd done some video <sighs> this cool uh video so, thing that she did she's for so islands. creative and so cool yeah. like yeah. And she's such a nice person. I was like really lucked yeah. out that I found her. Yeah. And she responded and was like up Is for she it. like in Oslo or somewhere or something? Um uh she's in Bel yeah, in Belgium somewhere. Is it Belgium? Okay. Mm. Uh, she's she's yeah. Finnish. She's right. um, but, um Yeah, she's wicked though. She's yeah, she's, she's very talented. She's so good. So yeah. I was really lucky with that. But that idea that of like, you know, sharing other art forms with your art form and it all being related to each other is like yeah. a for a reason not just yeah. to stick it on but it all makes sense yeah and I actually really enjoy that whole process I mm. just I wish that all my time could be spent doing that yeah. and not worrying about paying bills exactly <laughs> but you know, know that that, that is, a, is is such a, a joy to do for sure um sorry I tangent massively you were talking about live the thing with live is with um is budget and I think that I'm I need to work out what I can afford to do because obviously yeah. I, I don't want to not pay people to play with me. Yeah, Ideally, yeah. you know, I'd have a bloody horn section, string quartet, yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple of synths, a drummer, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd go wild. I'd love to have a band and arrange it all for them, but, um, it, you know, it will be based probably on budget and it, it might be me and a drummer 
or it might be me and drummer and someone else. But yeah. I'll have to see. But I would love to do it. Um, the next thing I'm doing is um, I've got another single uh, that I've just finished that's coming out. Um, some remixes. Really hoping I can do a music video for it. Got a really strong idea for a music video. Okay. But it's money dependent, yeah, yeah. funding dependent. So we'll see what happens there. But I really hope that comes together because I'm very excited about the idea and the concept and everything. Yeah. So, um, and it all relates really well to the song. So we'll see. And then um, I'm writing, I've got like about six tunes on the go at the minute. I'm trying to like do an EP for ne- early next year. Okay. Um, and I'll probably do I'll probably do a couple of VPs in a single next year. That's that's probably what I'm going to do, and then sort of build myself into the album. I'm just like yeah. slowly build yourself up into like I can do it. You yeah. can do this. <laughs> Finishing a song is like you start the song. You're like this is bloody fun. This is yeah. great. And then yeah. you're just like oh I think it's nearly done. And then the end bit seems yeah. to go on like like we felt from the moment they said it was June 21st. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And everyone yeah, was like that's yeah. like, forever away. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've just done. Well, I say we've just done it out. It's not even out yet, but we've released. This is the third single going out. We we recorded this thing about two years ago, mm. and it's not even gone out yet. And mm. um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's three three of us that, that are making. So like the process seems to take even longer because you send a file over and then someone else sits on mm. it for six months mm. and then send it back and stuff. But yeah, it's. But <clears throat> but weirdly though. Because uh, we all produce anyway, we we just decided we we're going to do remixes, and instead of doing like a single with two remixes, we'll do we'll invite a, re- a a guest remix on, and then we'll each do a remix of that song each. So you get a guest, and then there's three of us, so you'd have four. So then we're going to start releasing them as well. Mm-hmm. And when I sit down to do a remix of a track that we've already done, professional as ever, um, for some reason I can it takes like a day, yeah, and I'm done. It's weird, whereas if when you sit down to write it, you're like six months in and you're like, fuck, I delete it all. I hate it. <laughs> like, delete everything and start again. You know? I know. Whereas remixing, it's like the pressure's off. Yeah. Or you, no, you, it, you're just arranging and chopping up. And you're arranging. Fun and, and, like, yeah, you're having fun. Yeah. You're playing with, you know, stuff that, you know, I think this, this, you know that it works yeah. already. Yeah. So you're like confident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, this these all this all sounds good and cohesive together. Yeah, yeah. And then you're playing with something that you know. Yeah. Or, I don't know. There's something. There's more confidence in yeah. in the process of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been interesting. But I think we've covered all bases, haven't we? Yeah. Where can people find you? Oh, where can yeah, people find me? Everything's um, anime music. A N I. M A I music. <laughs> just dyslexically was just like I'm from Ireland there. Um, yeah, and oh God, everyone, everyone always goes like puts two N's and does as anime or anime or you know, yeah, yeah, anime or, music anime or one music. thing. My Instagram's the one I spend most time, my most of my creativity on. Yeah, um, I do. I. I am going to put more on my other socials. They're not that bad or anything. I just oh, uh, we as... I'm the same. I, I don't I don't think I've even logged into Facebook for years. <laughs> I just don't. I can't be asked. I just can't be asked. And you can tell as well because you look at the uh, Instagram and there's like a couple of thousand followers or whatever. And you look at yeah. Facebook, it's like four. I'm like one of them's the bonus. This is no no effort. It's like nothing is happening here. Yeah. You should just put a little gif of a tumbleweed on your page. <laughs> yeah, nothing's happening. <laughs> 
So, yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been lovely oh, nattering it's... to you about everything yeah. from meditation to Mario Kart. Yeah, we really... bake-offs. <laughs> <laughs> we were the beginning of Great British Bake Off. Yeah. I think Adam's, Adam's cake had a bit of plastic in it once. He well, should have got disqualified for that one. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a lid of a light something that would fallen in. I, know, I ended up with it. It was awful. Stick to drumming. I didn't die, though, so, you know, <laughs> live to tell the tale. <laughs> awesome. Well, awesome. I look forward to listening to whatever you've got coming up next. Yeah. And, um, it's been a real too. pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, yeah. And you, mate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good one. I'll catch you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye. Well, that was it, you bad motherfuckers. Thank you so much for sticking around. Oh, I can't wait with some shit. Some shit. Fucking shit. Uh, oh, my mum's now texting me. Fuck's sake. Oh, mum. Oh, bloody hell. She'll be listening to this as well. Uh, thank you for sticking around and um, hit like, smash the like and subscribe and hit the bell and that. Uh, or don't. I don't, honestly, don't give a fuck. I mean, I do. I, you know, it'd be nice to grow subscribers, but everyone's just fucking like, subscribe to me. Mm. All the time, and it gets on your bit fucking tits so um look, subscribe if you want to and if you don't want to may peace be with you i don't I, I care about you i don't care whether you subscribe or not anyway um don't forget to subscribe and uh, head over to uh through the door podcast on instagram and uh, give us a like and a, and a follow on there if you want as well um, we've got some, some some more stuff coming up which is really good and um, yeah I think uh, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm, I'm going I'm, just ti- I'm tired and I'm off See you in a bit. <laughs> that was the worst outro ever <laughs>